Hey everyone, it's Parlance. And Fresher. And welcome to the Fresher and Parlance show. This is week number four. Uh, we don't have a lot on the docket today, but we do have our standard weekly features. Uh, but uh, let's, uh, let's just get right into it. Hey Fresher, so how are you and what have you done since the last we spoke? Pretty good. Um, let's see. What has gone on since the last time we spoke? Um... The week goes by quickly. It's been a fast week. It has. I mean, I've been riding the train more. That's fun. So have you noticed any crazies on the train? Perhaps a Not crazy train. Not too much. Train. Today, I, they actually checked my, um, my fare. And so uh, the security people, I was sitting next to the door, and like some guy was standing there, and the security guy asked me to move over. And then he whispered to me, like, people have been taking phones when you sit by the door or something like that. But maybe I just look particularly uh, vulnerable. I don't know. <laughs> the policeman said that? or the I was just one of the security guys. But I don't know. Wait, so it was like a security guy dressed up sitting on the train and he told no, you... No, to... they're the ones who come through and check your card to be sure that you paid. Oh, how do they check your card? Uh, they're just like scan cards and they have a machine that scans it. Oh, like your Orca? Yeah. Got it. Because other than that, like, you can just walk on. If no one ever checked, like, there's nothing blocking you. So it's interesting you mentioned this. I, you know, I've always wondered in, in there's some cities where it's very loosey-goosey as to how you mass, like, paying for mass transit. I feel like you could get away with not paying in many places. Yeah, that's basically here. Like, you don't. They, they only check maybe one out of every ten times that I write it. Got it. And they and um, what ha what's the penalty if you don't pay? I think it's like a lot, like maybe $200, $300. Did anyone get caught? Yeah, I mean, you see people get... I mean, they're just like lost their ticket or... They're kind of jerks about it, but I mean, I guess, whatever. <laughs> so I... Uh, my commute, there's... Uh, you know, I, there's one exit there that's um, I take the express lanes in, and yeah. um, they sometimes they have they actually have the cops there every once in a while. Yeah. And they pull people over if you don't have two two people in your car, like two like uh, people, because it's a express exit. Yeah. So when the uh, when it's severe traffic, a lot of people will um, sneak in to that. They'll try to sneak into the express exit. Oh, yeah, and like, but just be a single person? Yeah, single occupant, exactly. And uh, I, personally, it drives me bonkers when I'm waiting in the extra I know, traffic. and you see them go? And I see them go. So, like, I actually enjoy seeing the cops there. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have that phone number, 1-800-HERO or whatever, listed on all those spots. Like, if you see someone in the HOV lane, call so I wonder what does that mean though? Like they, you can't like ticket someone for, like so, uh, w otherwise I would just call all of my like get my enemies. I know, right? I don't know how it works, but it's there. Maybe it it's is. just like to make people think like, oh, someone could call. And I know for a fact, and this is like one hundred percent fact. The express lane going home in the PM. Yeah. There's the far left lane is a HOV lane. I, in my seven years here, I can't believe it'll be seven years, um, will, we, 
I've never seen a, 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 a cop pull anyone over or even be in a position to pull one over uh, in that lane. So if, you, if I, if all those Seattle drivers listening, though we have zero viewers, like, feel free to sneak in on that left lane because no, there's never been a cop ever in that lane. You're just being a jerk. I'm not being a jerk. The people, no, no, I mean those yeah. people. Yeah, they are. I see it all the time. They're, and they're they're total jerks. Oh, anyway, you're taking the train. Do you like it? Yeah. No, I mean, I used to take the train about a year ago, and then I just got lazy. But this is a lot more convenient. I did take a car to go one day when I woke up late, and uh, I thought maybe I would be able to find parking, but I ended up looking for parking longer than it would have taken me just to take the train. Yeah, so I don't, explain to me the, the car to go thing. I don't get it. So they just have them around the city, and uh, you get a membership, and you just tap it on the uh, windshield, and then it'll unlock for you, and you drive it. It costs like 70 cents a minute or something like that. And then you just drop it off somewhere and tap it off again, and then it, you know that's basically the time that you used it. So this is really for or only for urban urban drivers. Yeah, there's a zone. You can only ride or drop them off in the zone that's you know designated their zone. So it's like basically the whole city, but like you can't go like to Bellevue or something. Right. No. I, I, you wait. You can't go to Bellevue, or you could. No, Bellevue is not included. Oh, so where does it? What's the limit? And what happens if you go past it? Uh, I'm not sure what happens if you. I mean, you can drive anywhere. You could drive to Bellevue, but you need to bring it back. You can't, like, drop the car off there. That's what I was getting at. You could and, take it places. You just have to drop it off in the... Yeah, and then but the whole time that it's out of the zone, you're paying for it. So say you go drive it to the store in Bellevue, and then, you know, you're there for a half hour and then drive back. That means you paid for, like, an hour and a half or whatever it, you were there for. And what's the, what's, the, um, what's the cost per minute, did you say? Or... I think it's, like, 70 cents per minute. But then they have different rates, I think, for once it turns into hourly. I see, I see. I think, like, back in the day, like, do you remember, like, when we had to pay for long-distance phone calls? Yeah. I feel like 70 cents per minute might have been, like, me calling, like, Europe. I know, yeah. I mean, it's not that bad. I think it's totally a good deal. I mean, that includes gas and insurance, too, and parking, because you can park in any city spot, even with a meter, for free, anytime. Oh, really? Free? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to pay for parking. And are the drop-off zones in parking garages, or are they streets? No, the drop you can just park anywhere on the street. And just leave it there? Yeah. How many, what's their fleet? It's a lot. I think they have maybe like 300 or something. They're like pretty evenly distributed. You can usually walk to one within like 10 minutes from most places that you are. And you find it through an app on your phone? Yeah, that's the way you do it. So you find it on the app, and then you can um, reserve it like the one that you're walking to, so that someone doesn't take it before you get Got there. It. It's like the red box of rental cars. <laughs> I guess, maybe. Do you ever use red box? No, I'm... I Well, I don't know. I'm kind of anti-red box, but not... I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess. All right, you've piqued my interest. Why are you anti-red box? Because I don't... We, what's up with physical media? We don't need it anymore. Uh, true, but it's much cheaper. I know, than... yeah, I guess it's cheaper. I guess that's... All it, it's like Netflix except for without using mail. Right. It's really for inpatient people, right? It's it's for people who let's say are don't want to wait for if you have a Netflix subscri- subscription or you have a premium uh, cable. Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, the 
the the period between the when it becomes available in like Walmart for sale and the period uh, it shows up in like premium cable. There's like this window. It's first it shows up in stores for sale, then there's like a four week blackout where you can only get it in stores, and then it comes available on Redbox, and then like maybe two or three months later you you can find it in on premium cable, and then after that like I would say two to three months it's like on Netflix. So if it's for the impatient and it's a buck ten. Yeah, I don't know. I've never used it. And they have, and if you subscribe to the the um, the mobile like SMS deal thing, you, you they'll send you two for ones, which actually just you don't even need to buy two. You could just use one, and it'll give you a free rental. Um, yes, yeah, so you get free rentals, and if they're they're everywhere, like car to go. So yeah, I know they're super everywhere. Yeah, so if you have a, a you know a hankering to see Superman or Man of Steel, the the latest Superman movie, you and you get a code, and it's on the way home. It doesn't it makes sense to stop and pick it up, and then you know drop it off on the way back to work or whatever where you were going. It's it's convenient. I think it's convenient, and I find myself using it. I go in spurts, you know, because yeah. I I don't do it very often, and then I realize I haven't used it in in maybe a month or two, and then they have all these movies that I hadn't seen that I'd hoped to see. And I'll get a yeah. coupon, and I'll get like two for the one or something, and I'll I'll binge watch some some feature length film. So, um, moving on. Moving on, yeah. You had mentioned that you were anticipating the mid season replacements. That is correct. I am anticipating the broadcast and even the the cable um, network mid season replacements for television. I don't know. I think we do have a viewer. You could click the Q and A button and. You could comment and tell me the shows that you are um, trying to uh, are anticipating if you even watch TV. Um, maybe it's a YouTube exclusive. Maybe it's Fresher and Parlance number five next week. The um, the the I'm looking forward to a number of shows. Uh, I already watched one of them, The Intelligence, which is I believe a CBS show, and I found it to be subpar. Subpar. What was wrong with it? I didn't. I didn't see it. Okay. So the. Do you remember? Do you ever watch Lost? Uh. Yeah. Duh. Do you remember uh the <laughs> the blonde-haired guy that was like always calling the girl like princess and remember uh Sawyer? Yeah. Sawyer. Sawyer. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> so Sawyer <laughs> is the main character, and the plot of the show is this. Yeah. First off, it's. The U.S. Cyber Division, and they drive around in cars and say U.S. Cyber Division. Like, for all right, whatever. Anyway, the sh- he is a, uh, a a I don't know five tours in Afghanistan and Iraq uh, Navy SEAL who gets implanted with a crazy chip that gives him access to all everything: the interwebs, uh, NSA files. Um, just is it like some sort of heads-up display thing, or he just knows? No, it's, so he they'll they'll cut to like what he sees, but no one else sees it. Like he'll see layers and layers and layers of of documents flying through, and he can. Oh yeah, so it's totally some sort of heads-up type thing. Yeah, it's it's totally heads-up like display. Like view. <laughs> uh, but even and cooler because it's in th- it's in three dimension. So then, uh, because Terminator was just like a, like an LCD screen, like you know. Yeah. It, so it was uh, what was the other one? Oh, Robocop. Yes. Yeah. Very similar, but but different. Um, uh, and and also a side effect. I guess you have to have a the the 
the acting I found was terrible. The script was terrible. Unbearable. Unbearable. The acting was not good. Not good. Um, and they they set up some foils for the season, and uh, what they're they're the, the issue is it's just oh and he, I forgot one major thing, a side effect of the chip, yeah, is that he could recreate in three dimensions scenes of crimes. That's it. You, you there, Jeremy? Something happened. Yeah, something crazy happened there. Um, anyway, did you hear what I said? Uh, he can recreate scenes of crimes. Yeah, and you lost your eye patch, by the way. Oh, yeah, um, I did. Also, now I'm in a different type situation. <laughs> you are in a different type situation. It's like I'm in... Well, anyways, yeah. he lost his thing. Yeah, so essentially he could recreate things in three dimension and kind of like look at it from multiple angles... And uh, they set up a thing where his his ex-wife or former wife was a CIA spy who uh, was presumed dead and a traitor. But we learn at the end of the first episode, sorry people who haven't watched the show, uh, she's alive or had been alive like three months ago, which was like six months after they said she was dead. And he has a bodyguard who was protecting the president. And it's a female. Sounds really complicated. It's not complicated. I'm making it sound way more complicated than it actually is. Anyway, not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. I, I I may watch episode two just because they maybe they had to get a lot of exposition out of the way. But I rarely find a TV show where I'm like, ooh, like this is bad. This is really bad. Um, and then uh, this other show that I am looking forward to is um, uh, The Assets, which I watched like approximately 30 seconds of it and then realized that it looked really good and interesting. And... Um, I realized at that point my wife would probably want to watch this show with me. So, so you had to not watch it? So I did not watch it, yeah. I held myself back from watching it. That's, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, so I'll watch that this week. And then I'm looking forward to this Friday. Um, on that's sci-fi. tomorrow. TGIF. Oh, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize that. Um, there's a sci-fi show on Sci-Fi Network called Helix, which... Oh that's, yeah, that's the one that, uh, that I had heard you mention earlier today. Yeah, I I don't know much about it, and I'm kind of keeping my uh, like I'm trying to keep away from like spoiling it. Although I I know at work they had like a way to watch it early, and I didn't do it. Um, oh, really? Is that like a NBC thing? Yeah, and uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't watch it, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it it shares some creators in common with Battle uh, Battlestar Galactica the reboot. Which I really, really, really like. I know. I was waiting. Did you watch the Caprica series? Oh yeah, love Caprica. I hadn't. I didn't watch those yet. I was meaning to. I need to write that down. I keep forgetting. Yeah, you should. You should definitely watch it. It's not as good as. Um, Battlestar. Yeah, but it's interesting. It's like a futuristic gangster uh, show with the with Eric Stoltz being the inventor of the Cylons. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm yeah, and then and for my week, I I actually read. So remember we talked about New Year's resolutions. I read two books this week. I know that's pretty impressive. In the first week, you might have set your uh, expectations kind of low, but that's you know, still good to blast through it. Yeah, well, I told I've been telling people that I'm I'm my goal is to plow through like maybe six or eight of them really fast, and then give my take a week take the summer off. 
It sounds like a, a plan. Yeah. Except for, do you really not want to read? Uh, no, but maybe I could go to watching... Um, the thing is, I've been holding... Uh, normally, I would do a lot of my reading prior to, to going to sleep at night. And at, that's at the, at the expense of watching TV programs that I've been meaning to watch on Netflix. Oh, yeah, so, I guess it's like books versus TV. Right, so I've been on the book thing now, but I really want to get back into watching Arrow. Um, and that's a lot of... That's, and this is, by the way, this is another thing I wanted to bring up. Since we're on the topic, let's just switch topics. Uh, TV seasons. I think American TV seasons are way too long. I think 22 to whatever, 21 or 22 episodes is too long. But I like that they don't end because it really annoys me when TV series end. So, but like, what I was... hate that they're off-season. Like, right now, I wish that they were still playing Game of Thrones. Right, but how about this? Hear me out. You still make 22 of them or whatever, or 24 of them. You just do... T- you just... It's like trimesters or whatever, like semesters. Oh, they split it... Yeah, I would like them to split it up more so they don't do it all in one go and then, like... There's not such a big gap. Right. And but it would still be technically it's still one season, but you would just it would be two seasons. It'd be like Battlestar Galactic, I think, did that. They would like season two point two, you know, like they would do like split it in half. And I, I think I, w- I would like that because if you've ever watched I don't know, like I, I, I got into watching Scandal, that T V show on um, I believe it's an ABC TV show. I think because it's a one word show. Yeah, yeah so Scandal, <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the way, I didn't watch Scandal because I stopped liking Revenge because it just got too absurd. So I was like, I'm not even going to get into it. But then I watched it and I got really into it. And it's it's a it's it's a very I would say it's probably skewed slightly uh, toward the female demographic. But I I got. I hooked. heard that ABC now is the female network. Okay, well it, it makes sense. It makes sense because I think the show is a little bit more female skewing. But I like it. It has a very strong female character. It talks about it's like intrigue and deception and politics. It's kind of like things I enjoy, um, and uh, I, I like it. I and I. So my point is, is that the, you get in the first season's twelve episodes, right? Yeah. And it, because it was a mid-season replacement, it might have even been a summer show. I don't remember, but it was like perfect. This the season like had a beginning, a middle, and end. It had a very conclusive ending, it ended the storyline, and then I was like, alright, Kat, let's watch season two. And we watched season two, and it went off the rails, like, in the middle of the season. Like, it completely went off the rails. Like, what, and, it just it was just super ridiculous, or what? Well, it just, it just, no, this season's super ridiculous, but, like, I don't want to give away too much, but whatever, it's, like, like two years ago. Like, the president gets shot. In, like, At the, the beginning? Mi- no, in the middle of the season, and is just, like, incapacitated. And then he gets better, and then there's like a whole secondary plot. Like essentially, there's like a like a a two seasons in one season. So my point was is that, and they may have broken it up. I don't know because I didn't watch it, but I felt like it could have been two separate seasons the way they did it, and and instead they clumped it together. And I think it's I think networks could save themselves maybe a little bit of money if they went maybe more like British. Like Doctor yeah, I like Who. the British series. I mean, it's more concise, and they don't like go on forever. Right, exactly. They just kind of, um, you know, like Sherlock, for instance, which is a great series. It's like, I think it's three episodes, two, two hours each. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, I it, Doctor Who, I think, is like ten, maybe, episodes. Um, Downton Abbey is, I think, I don't know, ten, maybe, epi- eight episodes. Manageable. 
manage a bull. Which gets me back to reading at night. I read two books, and I want to get back to watching Arrow, but then I see there's 22 episodes in season one, and I'm like, that is a lot of TV in the middle of the night, and I'm like hesitant to even go there. But the two books I read, just to get back on track here, uh, the fr- uh, I've been kind of doing dystopian future, okay? Um, dystopian future, it's a good, it's a good theme. Yeah. So I've been primarily focusing on that, and a lot of the very popular 2013 or even like more recent, a couple years, they're kind of like young adult books, you know, and they're not too hard to read. And that's Maybe, why uh, vampire books. Not like, no, no. So, so, well, no, because the Vampire book I read, The Passage, that one that I read at the end of last year, like, that book was not for young adults at all. That was an adult book. Um, whereas the, the book I read st- the, at the start of the year was Reboot. Um, that one was a, uh, and they, I'm starting to see a pattern here with the, the, the plot progressions on these things. It's always either a young, it's usually a young female. I guess young women read books more than young men. Makes sense. Men are throwing footballs and date, smarter. date raping, and <laughs> and guys and uh, and and girls are like, um, you know, having pillow fights and and reading um, and reading books. Um, uh, but so the reboot, the reboot, it was like a pseudo zombie novel, but it wasn't zombie. So uh, do you want to hear the plot, or should I just move on? Uh, is that the one that you read last or the most recent one? No, it was the first book this year. It was this year. And then the second book was about aliens in a post-apocalyptic future where the aliens come. So they're and both post-apocalyptic. I told you, that's my genre for this for 2013, 2014. Is, I didn't is, know that was going to be all post-apocalyptic. No, I'm just on that. That's on, I'm on the, 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 the trend for this right now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, it started in 2013. I've just been reading and reading and reading and just like slowly... Like I'll get my way out of it at some point, I think. So uh, reboot, the you essentially a virus comes, you get affected with it, you die, um, and when you die, you wake up stronger and, and like uh, prettier and um, and. Uh, but you die. And it, no, you die, and then and then reboot. They call it rebooting, and yeah. um, and the longer you're dead in seconds, the more the less human you are. But you're still human, you're just less human. And in this world, they kill all adults that die, and then they take the children, make them a property of some corporation, and make them security guards. That's weird. Yeah, exactly. It's very weird. Uh, That was that book. And then the second book I read, it was called The Fifth Wave. Um, I think that was actually a 2013 novel. I actually recommend, I don't recommend Reboot. I do recommend The Fifth Wave. That one um, is a story of, 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 of a... It's not post-apocalyptic, per se, because it's actually just apocalyptic. It's the end of the world. Um, yeah. Wait, so does the world end in the book? Well, the human population gets completely, like, decimated. So, or more than decimated. Uh, like, like, almost every person dies. And, and the book's called The Fifth Wave because there's waves of... Progression. Essentially, an alien ship shows up. Ten days later is the first wave. The first wave is they d- drop an EMP bomb, and all the electricity goes out. So, pl- you know, classic uh, apocalyptic scene where planes start falling out of the sky. I can't. There's so many m- movies and. So wait, post- where does the uh, book come in? At the first wave, or does it come in at the fifth wave, or whatever? It comes in 
a, a person talk like the person's talking about the past, but they're already it's already happened. Like they're probably on wave four or something. Oh, but they yeah. but they replay from wave one, wave two, wave three, wave four. Um, that does sound pretty awesome. That's then, a pretty good idea. Yeah, and then wave five is the the final. Well, supposedly the final wave, and you know the whole plot leading up to it, and who's an alien, what's an alien, what's coming next. Um, and there's, it's again, the protagonist is a young female um, whose parents die, and um, and she has a young brother who's still alive. And uh, it's it's good. Like you know, I don't want to give too much away if you're going to read it, but like first wave is EMP. I think second wave is a. <laughs> well, you're going to go through all the waves, even though you don't. I'll just do the first two. The second wave, they drop a giant uh, metal rod from the sky. Into a, um, into a uh, what's that? Uh, a, t- a plate, like a plate gap. What's that called? A tectonic plate. You know, a f- um, fault, a fault line in the oh, ocean, yeah. which like wipes out every uh, coastal or whatever city. Um, and you know, the, each wave kills more and more people. That's uh, yeah. or whatever, whatever's left. I shouldn't say more and more people. It's less and less people, but like. A, you know, a percentage of the remaining population. So, uh, yeah. So, so uh, you know, I, you know, Jeremy, we had been talking, and I, I wanted, I shouldn't call you Jeremy, I should call you Fresher. We were talking about um, names and... Oh, yeah, the names, telling, yeah. So I had received an email from a, a coworker who I'd never met so just to put context around this for the, the one viewer we have. Um, and I saw that the name was Evan. E-V-A-N. Evan. Evan, yeah. And they had a fairly high, um, you know, they were pretty high in the organization in terms of, uh, I guess, seniority. And I yeah. saw the name Evan, and then I saw the very high title at the after that, and I was like, whoa, that guy is probably a very young executive. Because his name is Evan, so I disagreed. You did I disagree. Agree. You could probably place people aged by their name to some extent, but I think Evan is not a particularly young name because the only Evan I know is not like super young. Right. And that's the only one I know. And I and I completely disagree because I think every person named Evan is under forty, with one exception, your friend. <laughs> so. I went. I didn't. I don't know if you know this, but the Social Security Agency. Oh yeah, did you just look it up? Well, I I I'm, I have it on right here. I haven't specifically looked up Evan, um, but they have. You could do one, five, twenty, one hundred, or whatever. Every year. Yeah. Every year, um, the most popular male and female names. Oh yeah, I know. There's yeah a bunch of like demographic sites like that. Right, so I, I had a, an idea for a little a quick game here. I'm going to pick a year at random. Yeah. And I'm going to read you some names. Wait, how's, gonna, what's the game part of it? You're going to guess the year. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So I, I'll... Because the gonna, other way it would be super hard if you just said the year and then I had to say names. No, well, that, that could be the other way, but I thought this would be easier because I, yeah, like, I could give you like 10 names and you could say... What's the, uh, what's the year range? Uh, it goes all the way back to 1879. Ho ho! So we're gonna try it right now. I'm gonna I'm I'm pumping in a, a year right now. I'm 64. Gonna, uh, come on. 
give me, you can't just do that. All right, I'm going to read five guy names in order of popularity, five girl names in order of popularity, and then you're going to try to tell me what year it is. Okay, so here are the male names. Number one, Jacob. Number two, Michael. Number three, Matthew. Number four, Joshua. Number five, Christopher. That's the male names. Uh, do you want to you want to take a guess, or do you need the? Uh, I have a pretty good idea. Like, do I get a range, or do I get like a? Do I have to pick one year? Plus, plus or minus two years. Okay, I have yeah, I have an, a thing then. All right, go ahead. No, I want to hear the girls' ones. Oh, okay. Number one, Emily. I'm just gonna not even number them. Emily, Hannah, Madison, Ashley, Sarah. The girls' ones are a little bit of a mix-up. For uh, I, my guess, I, I knew it was going to be. I, as a matter of fact, I, I was looking at these earlier, and I think women's names are a bigger tell than men's names. Yeah, because the guys' ones, I had a good idea, but I'm going to have to go with. Uh, I was going to say 82, but I'll go with uh, 76. Wrong. Want to take another guess? Well, those I already took two. Take one more, and it's it's more recent. Oh, really? Yeah. 89? No. That doesn't sound like... It's from 2000. Really? Yeah. People use those guys' names? Yeah, I'm telling you. Just Now watch this. Get ready for this one. Ready? All right. All right. I'm going to do the I'm gonna do guys' names. In order, popularity, one, two, five. John, James, William, Robert, George, okay? Women's names... Mary, Helen, Margaret, Dorothy, Ruth. I would assume that's super from before. Like, you know, 60s or something. Earlier. Like the 50s then? Earlier. <laughs> I'm going on 10-year things here. I mean, I guess I'll take the 40s. Earlier. Oh, I wouldn't think it would be before the 40s. 1910. All right, I'm gonna pick a year. Here, that is this. Way long How about you pick it? You give me a year, and then. But I think the girls' names definitely are more telling than the guys' names, because the guys' names are super generic. That could yeah, be it's like, like almost like any. William year. is every year. It's like William. All right, all right, ready? I picked. I picked 1950. Yeah, this way is way harder. Uh, no, just give yeah, me. I'll just pick um. Pick a guy's name. I bet you could get a guy's name. Uh. In the top five. William. That's number five. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What about um? I'm trying to think of like uh oh Martha. Uh, Martha did not make the list, so we're making changes now. See, the women are very telling. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of just thinking of uh Back to the Future. Oh no, Linda, Mary, Patricia, Barbara, Susan. Oh and yeah, that's, and, yeah. And the guys, dude, the guys. It's it's every year. James, Robert, John, Michael, William. Yeah, that's those are pretty. Dude, What's this, the most interesting guy's name like for any year? Uh, all right. So in this is year, Jebediah on any of them? Well, like, I I didn't go through any. I I didn't like. Oh, do you have to all, click it? You can't just look at them all. No. Well, I would have to. No. Well, I it just gives me the. To, I have it as the top twenty for per year. But like for instance, I think the most interesting name. For a guy, is probably Larry or Ronald, maybe. What and really? Those are not that interesting. That's what I'm saying. That's how stale the list is from 1950. Uh, some of the other ones that you said were. Oh no, I mean just like overall, all years. 
So the yeah, you wait, uh popularity of a name, I don't I I mean, give me a name. That's the thing I wanted to know the interesting yeah. one. Yeah, so give me a name. You said Jebediah? Yeah. And that you know, number of years, I don't know, 100 years. Let's see. Male. Whoop, shoot. Anyway, it, so just crunch the numbers. I am crunch I'm crunching them. I'm crunching them. <laughs> But like the this is like this is like by the way we got some feedback last week and we were told like dead time on air when you're plunking on your iPad <laughs> is like the worst but guess what we're doing it anyway I know it's <laughs> yeah. part of the character part of the character um so but we did have a we could um we could talk about our review roulette we could talk about a review roulette hold on I'm looking up Jebediah and I'm doing a hundred years. I mean, Jebediah, it's not even, it's just like an old name that I could think of that I thought was common. Well, here you go. Jebediah is not in the top 1,000 male names for any year of birth in the last 100 years. Not even, well, that's still only 1910. Or 14, I guess, whatever. I know, I just did a very even year. I did very, I'm going to try Jeremy. Let's see what Jeremy ranks. Apparently that's a super common name. I bet you it's not. I don't think it is. Everyone always tells me it is, even though I only know, like, two other Jeremys. I've met maybe a half dozen Jeremys in my life. Um, uh, okay, Jeremy, to answer your question, this is fascinating. So, in something happened in 1968. Because and then that the people started naming people? Yeah. So, I could see here. So... Your sweet spot for Jeremy <laughs> was 1976 to 19... I'm going to say 1987. In 1976, 14, it was ranked 14th in name for males. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it went like 14, 15, 18, 16, 18, 22, 28, 30. But like now in the in the 2000s, it's like 108. Even in 2012, it was 137. Totally not that popular. What yes, about uh, it's Peter? Not, it's, that's a good question. But hold on. But like in the 60s, it was like 700. It's weird. It, it's oh, like it wasn't popular in the 60s, like at all. Not it, dude. At in 1943, it what? No one was named Jeremy. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. So um, let's try Peter. Let's see. I bet you Peter is consistently in the top 100. Yeah, I would expect so. It's because, you know, Catholics name their kids It's Peter. like, yeah, the biblical names. Yeah. I wonder if you like, you know, like Kanye. I wonder how many oh, people... Yeah. Or North. How many people are named North? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Peter... All right, so... So Peter actually has been, in 1913, it was 51st. And it's been, the worst it's been in, since 1914 was in 2012, 205. More people are named Jeremy in 2012 than Peter. Huh. Yeah, but I mean... Peter's boring. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, like, for, starting in 1997... That was the first year it broke. It left the hundred, the top one hundred, um, and then it just like it's been downhill. But better for me, less Peters. Let them die off. I know. Yeah. Then it'll be more. Uh... Yeah. 
So yeah, let's uh, you know, all right. So let's 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 get on let's get on with review roulette. All right. So everyone, if you're not familiar with review roulette, each week, uh, Fresher and Parlance, that's Jeremy and Peter, we pick a, uh, a movie at random from a, an, an excellent website called Instant Watcher. Well, to some extent, random. It's not completely random. It's not completely random, and we have been criticized about that. Um, it's sort of random, um, and. We pick a, a movie at random, uh, sort of randomly, from uh, the Netflix uh, library, and then the following week we review it. We like to pick the movie on air, so and people... also technically it's not a review; it's more like a talking about the movie. Yeah, it's more, it is more talking about the review. But I am going to take the note here, and I'm going to give it a grade from one to ten. Okay. Oh wait, before or after? After. All right. After. Well, yeah. I have a grade also for it. Oh, let's, uh, no. I was trying to think of how we could define our scale of 1 to 10. Well, it could be that or 1 to 5. It really depends on how... I love how we're deciding this on air. What a terrible program this is. But, <laughs> well, just uh, so people understand. It's the, the process. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to do 1 to 10 this week. I might change it when we get our graphics and stuff. You know, I'm going to think of a clever name for Parlance's rating. I think a fresher rating is pretty good, but a you Parlance... Could get, it could be the Parlance pump. The Parlance pump. <laughs> five pumps. Um, a five pump chump. The um, so the movie we we rouletted last week was a a two thousand classic. Was it a classic even? It was not a classic, but I'm describing it as a classic. All right, all right. Um, called in the weeds. In the weeds, starring uh, Eric Bogosian. Who plays? A, I mean, are any of these people famous? Eric Bogosian had a. Uh, uh, he was like pseudo famous for a while there. He had a movie called Talk Radio, which I think he won a Tony Award on Broadway. Hmm. And uh, he also. Uh, and then Molly Ringwald was in it, and she was very, very uh, popular in the 80s, like 16 Candles. Um, I mean, she was probably the most recognizable figure behind Eric Bogosian. And then it was a bunch of no name characters. Yeah. Um, so the movie itself, in the IMDb review, like rate, like the way they the plot, it's a bistro's waitstaff flirts and argues while managing concerns about their lives. Now I've never met a more drab IMDb plot review than that. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's really, but that's basically what it, what it is. I mean, it was just a bunch of like separate love stories while they're waiting. Right, so let's put some color around this. Oh, we lost our one viewer, but that's okay. The movie, In the Weeds, 2000 film, written and directed by Michael Rausch. Okay? Um, it's a story of, uh, I think it was maybe six or so waitstaff in a pseudo-Broadway, I guess it's on Broadway, hotel, uh, restaurant, owned by a kind of... kind of A dick. Dicky owner, played by Eric Bogosian, and managed by... Which I, by the way, I thought that was pretty good. It was 2000, so it's not that long ago. But an openly gay, uh, I think he was openly gay. I think that's what they said. I don't know. He seemed pretty gay. Um, manager, restaurant manager, and uh, it's about the interrelationships between all of the characters, and each one of the characters has a passion that they're pursuing. Um, one is a playwright. A couple are actors. I don't um, even know if the having a passion that they're pursuing it plays into it at all. Oh my gosh, I think that's the, the key thing. I think the key thing was just all of like the separate love drama stuff. 
Oh, see, I, I totally disagree with you on that, even though I'm not supposed to disagree with you on air. I, I feel like... You're not? Isn't that, that's kind of the whole point of having two people. <laughs> uh, I, I felt like the, the plot was... They called it In the Weeds because they were in the weeds. Oh, but, yeah, I guess. You know what I'm saying? They were, like, they were trying to do other things, but they were caught up in this like other stuff. Um, and uh, what... I mean, Jeremy, what were your thoughts of the movie? Like, what did you think? And how, by the way, did I you watch, it did you watch really, all of it? Did you watch all of it? I thought it was kind of like a... Boring and uh, not very good acting, and it was too. I don't know. I thought all the stories were dumb. <laughs> I thought not a fan. the main actor, oh. the main actor, the main dude. Yeah, I thought he was terrible, and I just every time he came on screen, I just wanted to barf. I know he seemed like he was using like a fake voice or something. Right, and oh, you know who's in it? Uh, Grace from Grey's Anatomy was in it. A very really? early role. She was the young rookie waiter waitress. Oh, really? That's from. She was from Grey's Anatomy. She was the main character on Grey's Anatomy, like the the like wispy. I'm like. I actually never saw Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, she it was a very early role for her. I think it might be her first feature film, or first ever anything. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, another thing that looking back at my notes. Uh, What's up with, I totally thought that that lotto thing was going to play out, but that was dumb. What's up with the lotto thing? Yeah, I, well, I thought what was going to happen was that the Mexican was going to win, the Mexican wait staff was going to win, and they were treated like shit. They were just going to take the money and run. I thought that was potentially the plot line there, too. I, I, but yeah, they lost, and they were like, eh, whatever, next week. Did they even say that they lost? I thought they just dropped it. Oh, I guess I could have I skipped over maybe like 30 minutes. Yeah, so they did lose. They said they lost. Ouch. Dumb. And also, I got a very theater vibe from this from this um, film. As in, like it, could, like, it could have been a play. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. It could have, yeah. In a matter of fact, Maybe I, that's why I thought it was dumb. I thought it was a play, and I actually went in to see if it had been previously, like, a, like an off-Broadway show or some sort of play... Um, because it it's all takes place like the only scenes that ever leave the restaurant are the at the beginning of the movie where they smoke a cigarette in the middle of the movie where they smoke a cigarette and at the end yeah. when they walk away. Yeah, and what's up with them smoking cigarettes all the time? It, they totally must smell like totally like cigarettes in that restaurant. Not only that, they smoked in the restaurant, which totally dated this movie. And how quaint was it that the main that one character was the actor carried a beeper? How... I know it was a super crappy pager too. And then he's like, "Oh, I gotta go. You don't even have a quarter. I gotta go use a payphone." Right. I. You know what? I. So I watched it. Um, you know, last night in bed. Uh. And I laughed twice. There was two times I laughed, and the rest was utter. It was not very amusing at all. Yeah. And what I, I mean, what did you laugh at? I didn't that, think I laughed at it at all. I can't remember. That's how bad. Like I don't even remember the two moments I laughed at. You know, its character was terrible, by the way. Which one? The, the French ex-girlfriend of the. Oh main, yeah, was she supposed to be French? She was supposed to be French. The whole. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Every one of those mini love story things was dumb. Like the whole surprise party thing, that was dumb. Oh, oh my god. And then the, like the dick dude with that is like hot wife or whatever, that was oh, dumb too. That's the scene I laughed at. Oh yeah, so I guess yeah, know, I can see that. So you know at the end when I don't know if you saw this part or if you fast forwarded through it, he's getting the check. Yeah. From, yeah. And he's staring at the the woman's breasts and the guy is like, Are you staring? you know, you he essentially gets offended. She walks away and tells the husband to go get the car. And yeah. then she walks back and writes the number on his uh, hand. Yeah. 
And then he he he. And the dude's he, still there. And the dude's right behind him. He's like, "Don't you dare fucking call my wife." That I was like, that scene, that one little small moment made me laugh because he just showed up out of nowhere and he's like, "Don't you fucking call yeah. my wife." Like he knows that he's a dick. He knows his wife is doesn't like him. He's a, he's been a dick to everyone. Okay, we've uh, we've got it down to the one like kind of decent part of the whole movie, which yeah. was also dumb. And Molly Ringwald's character was terrible. Which one was that? She was the redhead. Oh yeah, and she's just like getting it on everywhere. No, not that redhead. The oh. other redhead, the one that was training the trainee. Oh yeah, she was barely did anything. Oh, she didn't have a love story. She's the only one who didn't. Because she said she's already been around the block. She said she's been there, done that. Hmm. So her only scene, her only acting in the movie was when um, the Eric Bogosian character freaks out on everyone, fires the the uh, manager, and says that this her salad days are over. Oh and yeah, it, but she doesn't say anything. I mean, she's in it. No, she goes out into the um. Afterward, she goes out into the parking lot and cries. Oh, I Whatever, guess I the skipped produce, that part. Yeah, the produce worth room. Worth skipping. Worth skipping. Worth skipping. That was her only acting, the whole the whole thing. The whole the whole movie. Bunch of dumbs. Terrible. Anyways, Terrible. all right. Now that I feel like we've adequately... Uh, you know, I've talked about all my talking points about it. So what is your rating? Oh, and I, oh, one more thing I want to say. That Barfi was way better. Barfi was like Barfi was like super <laughs> decent. <laughs> Barfi, I would I would say Barfi right now. It, uh, if we have to stack rank these, which I think by the way we should at the end of the year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. I think Barfi is right now about fifty percent to seventy percent better. Yeah, I'd say more like seventy. I mean, Barfi was just like okay, but I mean, it was very watchable. This one was like borderline not watchable. Yeah, I. All right, here's my review or my my ranking on this thing. All right, I'm taking points off for the main character's facial hair and his lack of ability to speak or look like an actor. I'm taking yeah, off horrible. points for uh, the just the shitty acting and terrible script. I yeah, add, it was really bad acting. So I'm on a scale of one to I'm giving this movie a three. A three? A three. That's yeah. That's down there. I know, and I'm sorry. It's this guy had a passion project, this this writer director, and I would be proud of it if I made it. But I didn't make it, and no one I know made it. I gotta give it a three. Yeah, that's, I'd that's say. Really uh, low. I'd say I agree. Also, that it would be. Hey, Jeff's here. Hi, Jeff. But um, yeah, I would give it. Yeah, probably also a three or a two, considering that um. Yeah, I don't think it was a like good movie at all. Like it wasn't there's nothing redeeming about it. It's not even like the crappy kind of movie where like, oh it's a crappy movie, this is kinda cool. It was just straight up just a crappy movie. Yeah, you can't it, there was nothing like there was no ironic way of liking this movie. Yeah. Oh I will say one thing. The 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 group of men that were having they were belligerent and Oh yeah, so, yeah. So right. Oh that one, yeah, their story was kind of okay, I guess. Well I like I like the um, the black gentleman who was getting divorced. I liked how he had a silver tuft of hair, like right on his front right head. That's kind of cool. I didn't even notice. It was just one little tuft of like silver hair in his like cropped hairdo. 
And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And I, I'm not sure if that was indicative of the era or if that was just the way his hair kind of aged or if he had, you know, some people get gray spots and he just yeah. happened to have one right there. Well, he was rocking it. Yeah, he was rocking it. So two. Well, my official is a two then. I'm All going right. with two. All right, so it's 2.5 fresh or parlance rating. Yeah, total. That's total medium rating, even uh, though I don't think that's really a medium. I think we should go back. I'm going to give Barfi a six. Oh, yeah, let's go back. I give... Yeah, okay. In uh, respect to the other one, I think I'd maybe give it... Five and a half? So I'm, I was going to say at the beginning, like, maybe a five. Five and above is, like, actually rewatchable. Below five is, like, I would not watch that again, like, at all. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch Barfi ever again, so maybe it needs to be below five. But I might. I might. I might watch it again. I mean, it's not, like, impossible. That's why it's a six. Oh, all right, six. All right, there you go. I mean, that's what. Oh, you—that's what you gave it, right? I I scaled it back five and a half. <laughs> okay. So average of five point seven five for Barfi. All right. So this week I'm feeling sci-fi. What do you think oh, about yeah. that? Oh yeah, I think that's way better. We should go. I think that's safer too. Because I mean, the last two weeks, like we picked romantic comedies. Yeah. Well, we're you know this is like. For for the art, Jeremy, you pick things for the art, but I'm I'm over the art. I need just something, even like maybe bad sci-fi, is is still maybe good. I don't know. I haven't watched too much bad. I guess I have watched a lot. Yeah, of bad I mean, well, it's usually if it's not good, it's gonna be like you know, kind of ironic, not good. Hopefully, let's hope for that this time that's around. That's true. Yeah, I mean that that's more watchable if that's the case. Um. All right. So I just. I just did a random. Cool. You, what, you did, what did you get? What did you get? Did you do it? I got Area 407. Is that is that a... Um, I lost my random title. Um, is that a... What is that, an alien movie? Uh, yeah. It's 90 minutes. After their plane crashes, a group of survivors find themselves pursued by predators that are part of a top-secret government experiment. Two teenagers, teenage sisters were on board the plane captured that uh, fateful night on video. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, what's the... What's oh, the... no, it's a, yeah, so it's like a Blair Witch type, I bet, where they, it's the two chicks... What's the Netflix it? rating on yours? 2.6. Oh, all right. I got yeah. one. What year? What year is it? It is 2012. Oh, Whoa. wait, no, that's available from... Oh, yeah, release year, 2012. Okay, so here's the one I have. I'm not going to flip. I think we just have to pick between these two. Prototype X29A. When a disabled veteran accepts the government's offer to restore his faculties in exchange for participating in an experimental program, he accepts, not knowing that he'll be asked to kill his soulmate, the last surviving member of the resistance. Ooh. I kind of think that the mind sounds better. <laughs> really? I think mine sounds better. 1992, rated R, and uh, what's the running time here? Um, I, don't, I don't see the running time. No runtime. Dash. Uh, Netflix rating 2.5. Mine's rated higher. All right. Let's, uh, all right I let's, don't know. I mean, but didn't we pick the one that I did last week? And the week before, Barfi. Let's just go with Prototype X2. Okay, yeah, let's do yours. Prototype X29A. All right, prototype X29A. Prototype space X29A. <laughs> You're writing it out. 
I mean, say, okay, prototype with a P, and then an R. <laughs> it's proto. No space next, then an X. <laughs> um, so uh, what, what else, Jeremy? Anything else? I think, are we, have we been on an hour? Have we been? I, I think it's hour. been about an hour. Um, all right, so I think... You were going to... Um, we were going to talk about uh, game magazines, and I did find out which one that I had happened to be, and it is PC Games Game Magazine. Okay, so let's talk about it. Tell me, tell me about it. Tell me what you found. What, what did so, it change you? It's not... I don't know. I couldn't find out what the original name was, but, yeah, I guess that's about it. I mean, it was the one that we looked up earlier. Not really no, but but there's PC Gamer. You would look at PC Gamer. Yeah, I know. It's PC Games. It's the one that was supposedly Germany. I still think that uh, Nintendo Power is the quintessential, you know, all-time game magazine, though. So here's the thing. Here's the reason why I I agree with you but also disagree with you in the same, like, bold statement that you're making. I agree with you because at that time, Nintendo was the, the, the system of choice, right? People like Nintendo Entertainment, the NES, the SNES. Yeah, it was, like, the first major game console. Well, there was Atari. No, but it wasn't as major as Nintendo. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm not sure how many... I'm calling it. You're Nintendo calling it? Nintendo bigger than Atari. You're saying the Nintendo Entertainment... Maybe worldwide. I think... Well, I think altogether, yeah. Nin- yeah, I think worldwide... Like, Nintendo NES was, yeah. was way bigger than Atari. Right. So let's just say... Uh, this is my point. That Nintendo Power had its place in the canon of like con- like being a very important gaming magazine for uh, gamers and youth at that time. But it suffered from a few things. It only covered Nintendo games, and it failed to cover uh, Sega products, um, Turbo Graphics, or you know, three Neo Geo. Yeah, but no one had those. I had them. Like, so yeah, no one had them. <laughs> I was a pretty hardcore gamer, so I I I had some systems that were like failures. I had. Um, I had the I had I had an Atari Lynx, the handheld. Like I had some game like systems that like because I just loved games, all sorts of games. What, what did you do with all of them? I still have most of them. That's pretty sweet. I don't have the Atari Lynx anymore. That one broke. I know. I was just about to ask. Can I see your Atari Lynx? Yeah, I don't have. I, I actually I might have the carcass, like the dead Atari Lynx car, the carcass, um, at home in Pennsylvania. Cool. You should but get I, it. I should get it. Um, I also had like the uh, the Turbo Duo, which was like a combination, but it was like the uh, Turbo Graphics 16 plus the yeah. CD-ROM plus the Super CD-ROM like upgrade, like all in one system, which was just like a spectacular system. But it had no no gamer third-party support, it, and it failed miserably. Um, but at the time, it was amazing. Um, and that's why I'm saying Nintendo Power is great because it was that was really important. And when I was, you know, in sixth and fifth grade, circa like eighty six ish or eighty seven, actually maybe it was even eighty eight at that time. I don't even know. Um, I think Nintendo Power's first episode uh, issue was like eighty seven or eighty eight. Like it was important, but I was starting to phase into some other gaming systems at the time, and yeah. I, I really liked EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly. And even the, just because it crammed a lot of stuff and multi... Uh, well, what time. I'm saying 
not that it's the best magazine, but it's like the quintessential game magazine. Like, because I think that the most people used it because it was for the most popular system. Fair enough. It might. It probably had the most distribution for sure. And it just seemed like cool. Like, you know, if you got Nintendo Power, that was super awesome. Yeah. So I. So I don't know if I actually. I tried to do this and I didn't get in there. I consistently beat the high scores um, on Tetris. You remember they had a high score section in Nintendo Power? Yeah. That's a good idea, too. I consistently beat the high score each month for Tetris on my Game Boy. Impressive. Yeah. I actually got like 900,000 at one point. Like, I was a savant (laughs) on the Game Boy. Savant? Yeah. So, like, people would, so, you know, people would, um, like, get in trouble. Like, they're like, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Right? Yeah. They would hand me the Game Boy. And they'd say, get me out of it. And then I'd quickly, like, you know, in 30 moves, I'd have them back down to, like, low bar. Yeah, that's awesome. Impressive. Yeah. Do you think you can still do it? Uh, so, I've seen now, see, here's the thing. Now it's to the extreme. Like, when I was... 12, I could have been probably top 10 Tetris player in the world. Yeah. Um, the issue is now that there are some Japanese and Korean um, um, Tetris players who do nothing but play Tetris and are phenomenal. Like, they don't even, like, they don't even let the thing do, 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 do down. It's all constant drop. It's a constant drop right down. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you have to you just press down every time. Yeah, well, I did that on the thing, but the thing is is that now in modern Tetris, the speeds are way faster than the uh, Game Boy Tetris. Yeah, but and that doesn't count then. I mean, they have to be able to be good at the Game Boy one. That's what the, the tr- thing is. Other Tetrises don't count. I think they would be probably, they could probably play the Tetris on um, Game Boy infinitely. I, that's my feeling on that. that the only way that they would lose is if they fell asleep. That, that <laughs> yeah. would be my... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was I was a massive gamer growing up. Like like I think I told you I wanted to be a game journalist. That's pretty cool. Or work in gaming, like go and like make some sort of game and do something with game. I really loved gaming. I spent way too much time thinking about it and game theory and a lot of that stuff. I really enjoyed gaming. You should do it. Make some apps. You know, I've thought about it, but I I don't I don't know if I feel that passion anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, it's definitely been an hour. I think. Wait, yeah. doesn't it say somewhere? I I'm not sure. I don't I don't think it does actually. Um, we only had one viewer this week. So. That's that's you know, that happens. That happens. That's okay. That's okay. I don't mind. Um, well, I don't think, this was, I feel like this was a very tame episode of, of, uh, of the Fresher and Parland show. It was kind of like new look, new you. It's a new 2014, so fresh start. It's a fresh start, fresh, fresh start. A fresher, a fresher. mine? Oh, yeah, it's cool. All right, so I think that's about it for the broadcast. Do you want to do the sign-off this week? Uh, this is Fresher and Parland signing out. Yeah, you have a great night, everyone. Woo!